Listen. Learn. Connect. Join the conversation. You're with Cape Talk. So every once in a while we have a chat with Jan Vermeulen, who is the editor-at-large for MyBroadband.coZar and CEO of Relative Entropy. So he normally analyzes what's going on in the world of tech. I'm very interested in what happens in the world of tech. I'm not particularly tech savvy. Uh, I'm tech savvy-ish. Um, I think I do better than a lot of people in my age group. <coughs> that was supposed to be a surreptitious cough, but I'm even laughing at myself for that. So yeah, if you're 35 plus, you know, you may be struggling with some aspects of technology like me, but I think generally I like to keep abreast. But Jan has got his finger on the pulse. He is in California this week to cover Google's big conference and their very, very interesting announcement in terms of whatever new tech they are rolling out. So I can't wait to hear this. Jan, thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for taking time out from your busy, exciting, fantastic California experience. It must be nice and sunny there. Actually, I'm looking out the window right now, and it looks like uh, there's some cloud running in. There were a few drops of rain as well this morning, but it's it's been such a strange experience. There's constantly clouds, but no rain. Very different from South Africa. <laughs> yeah, no, we just it just rains. It goes grey, and then it just rains, which is what it's been doing. But I want to ask you about there's a phone, I believe, because I was watching with a lot of interest the whole Samsung phone debacle. I think mm. is a good word. You know the one I'm talking about the bendy screen thing yes yes because i when i first saw that i thought mm, i want one of those and i just right. looked, yeah it looked fantastic it looked you know uh, besides the gadgety aspect of it being able to fold just the the specs of it the um i read up on it and it just looked like it was going to be a really handy so and i like samsung because they usually last yeah, um, I've got Samsung phones that are five years old, you know, um, and, and they still work. So right. in, in terms of that, um, what is Google doing with phones? Right. So a couple of things. So Google actually spoke to foldable displays uh, for the new version of Android, which they're currently just calling Android Q. Uh, there's a bit of a running joke uh, around the area about, you know, what's well, what's Google going to call the next version of Android? Because it's been naming Android mm. after desserts. Right. So the last <laughs> one was pie. Um and uh, and what's Q? What's a dessert that starts with Q? Anyway, um, so it spoke about foldable displays and how it's going to support that in Android Q, but then also launched its own new sort of mid-range, um, uh, uh, what they call like an affordable high-end smartphone. And uh, it's called the Pixel 3a. And the idea is Google wanted to launch a phone that was um, sort of more around the price point of what flagships used to, flagship phones used to cost. So uh, there's been a lot of complaints uh, from people, you know, that the price of phones is just getting higher and right. higher every year as they try to squeeze more features on it. And yeah, uh, no, the some of them, display phones will be no different. Some of them are the cost of a small car. Right, right. Um, so the, the, the phones get quite expensive. And so that's, uh, that's where the Pixel 3a comes in. That it's sort of, it's Google's answer, uh, to, to this, uh, sort of, uh, great. It's like calling it feature creep sounds, makes it sound negative, but the, the, the constant adding on of features onto phones that makes mm. them more expensive. Anyway, bottom line, what they did was they took the Pixel 3, um, they put a slightly weaker processor in it. They took one of the front cameras off. 
they made it, um, and then uh, they made it so that it's no longer water or dust resistant. Uh, there are a couple of other differences as well. Um, a few features that you that you'll get on the on the Pixel 3 wireless charging and so on that you will not get on the Pixel 3a. But those are sort of the the three key ones. And so um, then the the US price point they announced uh, for it was $399 uh, for the uh, five and a, about five and a half inch screen, and for the six inch screen. They were charging $479 for, and that's excluding, just for South Africans who are doing direct conversions, that's excluding, uh, sales taxes, like we pay 15% mm-hmm. back in South Africa and, and, and stuff. So that's not included in the price at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so um, that's, that's what they did on, on, uh, on the, their own device front. Right, right. So, so um, in, in terms of storage and those uh, other kinds of functionalities that we like, Yes, yes. So uh, it's that uh, it's got 64 gigs of storage. It's got the same amount of RAM as um, as the Pixel 3, 4 gigs of RAM. Uh, so um, a, a no micro SD card slot. Google doesn't put micro SD card slots on its phones. Um, so uh, and uh, crucially, uh, this is also a bit of a running joke in the industry at the moment. The Pixel 3a has a headphone jack. Um, there's, there are a lot of manufacturers that are that are removing headphone jacks from their phones, Apple included. And um, and it's caused quite a quite a controversy in the industry between people who are like, yeah, you know, why do you need a headphone jack? Just use wireless headphones. And people that are going, no, th- uh, thank you, I'd like a headphone jack, please. Um, so uh, yeah, that uh, those are those are some of the the key features of the phone. And then uh, regarding foldable uh, displays, Google were, was talking that up quite a bit. Um, we've got you know Samsung and Huawei set to launch foldable display phones. Uh, the, the the they've unfortunately received a bit of a knock. Um, after the reports that the Samsung Galaxy Fold, mm. um, the hinge yep. wasn't particularly hardy. And so hopefully Samsung addresses that before it launches because it can, it can really be a, a very negative thing for this new product category if people don't trust, um, that it's going to last. And so, um, yeah, we'll see what Samsung comes up with to try and make the devices hardier. Uh, but uh, Google was saying, you know, that with the new version of Android, which is uh, probably the version of Android that's going to be running on these devices when they launch, uh, it's really, uh, mm-hmm. you know, gone out of its way to try and support mm-hmm. uh, devices where the screen size can change on the fly. So the thing with a foldable display, right, is that right. you you start with something that's sort of the same shape and size as a phone, and then folds open mm, to you know tablet. around double that mm, size. Mm. So I, I want to quick sidestep and ask you two questions that you kind of just threw threw into my head. Um, yes. The, the the what did you say the the app creep. Was it app? Yeah, feature creep. Yes, feature yes. creep. Yeah. How many? If, uh, and I'm asking you specifically because you are. A techie, you know, I'm, I'm right. not really, I, I'm not even a wannabe techie. I just like certain features that are usable and friendly and useful, you know, but um, for, for someone who is a techie and for a, a lot of, a lot of younger, younger users, like younger than me, um, what is the best features and, and what do you not use? Because I find that I switch a lot of things off because it's running background, um, Battery power. Right. It's running background data. So I just switch a lot of things off. So what would you say would be the top, let's say, six um, features that you really need? 
Right. So uh, it depends on, on uh, you know, uh, what kind of user you are. Uh, but yes, uh, I mean, uh, there's sort of two questions in one there. So the, the raw features on a phone that I think are probably most important right now um, is the, the, the camera is is definitely one of them um, uh, because that's just a feature that, that that people use on their phones all the time right. and so um, and so having a good camera in your pocket um, it, it you know as uh, people who yeah. use smartphones it's almost like yeah you know I now carry a camera with me all the time yes, uh, I think uh, you know people don't don't appreciate enough just what an advance uh, that is from uh, just 10 uh, mm-hmm. Years ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, when when you would carry around compact cameras. No, I agree because when I'm traveling, DSLR. it's just the niftiest, niftiest thing to be able to have, you know, a memory and snap it and save it. Yes, there's social media, and I do a little bit of social media as well. But there's literally 1,150 photographs in my phone, and they're just meaningful to me. And I sometimes share them with my family or I print them out and I put them in a, in a frame, uh, old school, but they're just meaningful to me. So what you're saying that really resonates, um, with, I think everybody who has a phone that they can now take a phone and it is a camera and a phone at the same time. Right, right. And then, you know, uh, priorities for, I think that's sort of like a universal priority. You know, people love uh, their cameras. Then, you know, the priorities can, can get a bit muddy. Do you want a, a good front facing camera? Do you take a lot of selfies? Um, and, and you want a feature like that? Or do you do a lot of video calling? And, um, you know, it's just better if people can see you more clearly. Uh, uh, then, you know, uh, regarding apps, I mean, you know, we kind of take for granted that, um, the phones we buy run WhatsApp. Um, and, and sort of a bunch of critical apps, uh, yeah. that, that we use in our everyday lives. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, that, that, that's something we don't even think about. But, uh, you know, per, perhaps if, if you're looking at, uh, at devices that don't run on, uh, the two big operating systems, which most people don't, but if you're not looking at an Android phone, or an mm. iOS phone, mm. uh, then, you know, then you need to start thinking about, you know, d- does this phone run all the apps that I mm. need? Um, you know, m- maybe five years ago, that was still a consideration, but nowadays, you know, basically everything's either Android or iOS, unless you're going for a cheaper, a cheaper device that's, you know, more like a feature phone than a smartphone. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, you, you, uh, then there's, these features, uh, and perhaps I want to take the time to just highlight features that people don't think enough about, mm-hmm. um, is like the, the network connectivity. In your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for example, I use my phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot a lot, and so you might want to uh, look into what kind of Wi-Fi uh, standard does the phone support. The, you know, um, the, what kind of speed yeah. of Wi-Fi does it support yeah. for connecting to your laptop or other devices, and then your actual cellular radio in the phone. Uh-huh. Can I just um, quickly you know, comment on it, that? Sorry, Jan, can I just quick comment yes. on that about using your, your, your phone as a, as a hotspot? Because I yes. have uh, recently acquired, um, besides my, my Samsung, I've acquired a Cubot Note Plus. And because uh, my phone broke and blah, 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 in a hurry, blah, 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 and I said, I don't want to pay more than, you know, X for it. And they looked at me and I said, but it must have a good camera and um, be able to run at least three uh, social media apps and Google, and then I'm happy. And so they said, okay, try this. It's come in at a low price to break into the market. And mm. until you said it, because I've commented on it, but not really commented on it and heard what I was saying. So until you've said it, I'm listening to you. I realized that that little cubot, when I use it as a hotspot, it is fantastic. 
It might as well be a little yeah. modem or dongle or whatever they used to call those things. It is great. When yeah. I use my Samsung as a hotspot, it's not quite as as good. But that little phone. So now what you're saying is saying to me, okay, because I never knew that there was such a feature where you could actually go and check. Right, right. And um, so so the Samsung, sometimes the Samsung Wi-Fi um, uh, thing, you know, might not might not work well. But the thing that I love about, um, you know, the, the the Wi-Fi hotspot feature in the high-end Samsung phones is I can actually be connected to another Wi-Fi network while creating a hotspot. So, you know, that means that let's say I'm on airport Wi-Fi. Right. And uh, you're, you're at an airport you're where they still charge for, for the privilege. Um, then I want to be able to connect my phone and my laptop but not pay twice, right? Yes. So that's just one example. Um, I mean, the, the, yes. Wow. And so, and so the Samsung, um, lets you connect to, to that Wi Fi hotspot. Else and then kind of routed through it to something else. To your, to your laptop, yes. And so those are, those are little, uh, features, sure. um, that, that, you know, are, are different between phones. Um, that, that, uh, people don't necessarily look for, but that they miss, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. when they buy a new phone and they don't have it. Uh, so, um, and, and another thing that, that I just want to stress that that's, that's quite important, especially if you're buying a high end phone, uh, is the cellular radio. And so you will see on the spec sheets, you will see things like LTE category, uh, you know, 11 or 16, um, or, or whatever the LTE category right. of your device is. And, and those refer to the kind of speeds that the phone can support. And so you want, actually, you want to look at like a, a minimum, uh, a certain minimum LTE category to get the sort of best performance out of your phone on South African networks that you possibly can. So MTN and Vodacom, for example, uh, support, I believe, up to three or four carrier aggregation. Um, and so uh, th- that's those are kind of keywords that you want to look for um, if you're if you're uh, if you're particular about your mm-hmm. your cellular radio in your phone. Yeah. Uh, is you want to make sure that that your phone supports an LTE category um, that that supports you know uh, at least two or three. Uh, well, I want to say at least three carrier aggregation. And then there's a, a, a few other technical terms. I just want to drop in there. Hopefully, it sticks in people's brains. You're looking for two five six QAM. Um, so, Spell uh, that. and, uh, and you are looking for a, a feature called MIMO, um, usually, usually four by four MIMO or four by two MIMO or something like that. Jan, what um, is QAM? And so, so QAM is, uh, basically just the way, um, as, as simply stated, it's just the way that the tower communicates to your phone. It's a, it's a special language, um, that, uh, the cellular devices use. Uh, to speak to one another. And so what 256 QAM does is it makes that communication more efficient if you're closer to the tower. So um, it's a way to to exploit the fact that when you're closer to the tower, right. it can sort of squish a whole lot more data into the same amount of space, basically, and basically give you a faster speed. That's, that's what it comes down to. And so um, if you're buying high-end phones, that is definitely something to look at. Uh, to make sure that you get the maximum performance out of it. Um, if you're looking sort of, more, um, you know, more mid-range or, or cheaper phones, 
uh, don't stress too much about it. But if you can get those features, then great, because it means that that your phone is is going to be running uh, the latest LTE technologies. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take a quick side slip again, because um, remember I said I, uh, there were two things I wanted to comment on. So the second thing I wanted to comment on just very quickly is the fact that um, you mentioned that people wanted to be able to put a, a jack into a phone. Uh, for the headphones. Mm. And it strikes yes. me because that's also the same place where the microphone jack um, goes into on the phone. And as a documentary yes. filmmaker and just having a phone that I can play with and record, record a little bit of sound and um, be able to put a little um, uh, microphone into that because I've got this Rode one and it's really, it's really fantastic and you just point and you use it and away you go. So it's a functionality for me that I really wouldn't give up. And I think some people also have um, environmental concerns about radiation and waves. And, you know, I'm not sure how, how well-founded it is, but I do hear that come up sometimes as a, a serious concern that people have with everything wireless. Yes, and and so um, honestly, at this stage, there's no there's no real scientific evidence to to back up any claims that the uh, you know that the the wireless radiation from things like Bluetooth um, and and cell phone towers and stuff has a has a, a detrimental effect on us. The World Health Organization has indicated that it requires more research that there's potentially a problem here. Yeah. Um, but I'm, we've been using cell phones for a very very long time. And, uh, and so there's, uh, you know, there's, there's quite a lot of data out there, but it's difficult to kind of isolate. But, you know, there's no real indication, uh, that we're dealing, um, with, with, you know, more instances of, for example, cancers and stuff. And certainly cellular radiation is not the only kind of, of wireless radiation we have out there. Uh, you know, radios, uh, normal radio stations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, cause on of radio course, waves. That's, what they and that's electromagnetic yep. radiation, right? Yep. That's true. Um, so, so this is stuff that's been around for a while. Be that as it may, um, regarding the, the headphone jack, uh, absolutely. And so, yes, most phones that do away with a headphone jack come with like a little bit of an adapter. So you plug the adapter into the USB port on the phone and then you get a, a headphone jack at the end of that. But, you know, that's, that's something that you can lose. And so that's a decision that you have to make. You know, are you going to, are you going to um, walk around with an adapter so that you can plug your mi- external microphone into your phone? Um, or do you just really want the, the headphone jack built right into your phone? And there's lots of options out there. It's not like you, you have to hunt very far for a phone with a headphone jack. It's just that some of the high end phones, particularly things like the, the, the iPhone, um, and I believe, uh, some of the Huawei's, uh, do away with a headphone jack. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, you, you don't have to buy those. You can look at Nokia's, Samsung's, um, you can look at, uh, you know, Pixel's own phones if you want to import them uh, into South Africa. And, uh, and those come with headphone jacks. So it's all about what, how you want to trade it off. You know, um, do you want, are you okay with having the features of, uh, do you really, really want the features that come with the phones that don't have the headphone jack? Like the Huawei's now have amazing cameras on them. Like the newer Huawei's have like these four camera systems, um, uh, sorry, triple camera systems that, that are uh, just stunning. Um, they take amazing shots, uh, but then you, you lose the privilege of your headphone jack. Um, but you get an adapter, you know, is that what you want or will you forego some of the features and uh, of that particular mm. phone, get the features of a different phone, including so, a headphone So basically, That's, you have to decide for yourself. Yeah, decisions, decisions. You need to kind of just, you know, arm yourself with knowledge and then go forth and find That's the thing that best works for you and your and your needs. Because I find sometimes people will look at what is kind of the newest thing on the market, the best in air quotes, as in it can do X, Y, Z, 
but is it necessarily the best for them, for their uses or for their purposes? I think sometimes people do not match what they need with what they actually um, purchase. So, but right. that's another story, I guess. Yes, yes, uh, and uh, yeah, absolutely. That is a that is a whole a whole different story. We can talk about uh, the situation with buying phones on a contract, and yes, buying things that that you end up not needing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, to, to get a certain phone, yes. <laughs> is there anything else we should be looking at? Sorry, we're running out of time. Sorry, Jan, this has been such yes. an interesting conversation. But is there anything else that we should be looking into or expecting to come out? Um, yeah, um, so so perhaps um, uh, less on the gadget side, but some really cool news from Google I.O. Uh, this year is that um, uh, the Google's nonprofit arm, Google.org, ha- uh, awarded grants to a bunch of organizations to uh, conduct research with artificial intelligence uh, stuff. And so one of the uh, award winners was uh, an organization called Full Fact, um, and they put together a team of fact-checking organizations all around the world um, uh, along with the Open Data Initiative. And one of those fact-checking organizations is our very own Africa Check at, at home. And that team, they got a grant of That's $2 million cool. US dollars. To, to develop tools to help um, uh, media organizations and, and fact-checking organizations all around the world do automated fact-checking. Um, and so, uh, yes, the, the, they're going to be working on these tools for the next five years. That's definitely some news to, to watch out for. It's very exciting uh, to, to see, you know, um, homegrown uh, South African talent uh, being rewarded like that. And there's also um, the South African um, uh, grant winners for GDG, um, you know that 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 uh, you know got got grant awards from Google. Uh, it, it's it's just really exciting to see South African talent being recognised like this. Um, you know, uh, along with their colleagues in the field. Brilliant news, Jan. Thank you for taking the time to talk to talk to us out of California. Enjoy the rest of your time in California, and we hope to catch up with you again next week. Thank you very much. I hope so.